These are some of the major stories which made the news this week in The Hunter. Port Stephens MP Kate Washington on Monday responded to news a number of preventable deaths have occurred after former residents of the Stockton Centre were moved into group homes. A New South Wales Ombudsman report into the issue suggested some group home staff weren't properly equipped to deliver specialty care needed in time. Kate Washington said it was devastating to learn of the deaths and called for more to be done. Something that we should all be really angry about because the processes that are in place are not allowing the residents to have the supports that they need once they are in group homes. Newcastle detectives charged a fifth person on Monday as part of an ongoing investigation into heroin supply. Strike force Tukuya detectives arrested the 40-year-old man from Eaglevale in Sydney's southwest on Monday morning. He was charged with multiple drug supply offences and granted conditional bail to face court in August. Four other people have been charged since the strike force was launched in February. They remain before the courts charged with over 400 offences. It was revealed on Tuesday Murrurundi will remain on the highest level water restrictions as more Upper Hunter communities are moved to Level 1. Aberdeen, Merriwar, Scone and Cassillis will be placed on Level 1 restrictions from the 1st of July. Council said the measures aren't due to an imminent threat to water supply but are being introduced to encourage responsible water use more generally. The Singleton community was rocked by a tragic fire on Wednesday which claimed the lives of three children. Neighbours heard screams coming from the Britlift Close home just before 3.30 in the morning. Police arrived within moments but were pushed back by the intense heat. Five-year-old twins Matilda and Scarlett Atkins and their 11-year-old brother Blake lost their lives after fire tore through their home in the early hours of the morning. The children's 31-year-old mother Cara and 8-year-old sister Bailey remain in hospital. Fire Superintendent Joshua Turner said firefighters faced a difficult scene as the fire spread. There was a large layer of smoke at a very low level um, and it was only very few minutes or seconds even after firefighters gained access to that room that the fire moved into those room areas. So um, it was an extremely um, difficult operation for those firefighters. There's since been an incredible outpouring of support from the local community and people across the country. A GoFundMe was started to support the Atkins family. By Friday afternoon, the campaign had raised over $200,000. Former Knights player Jared Hayne faced court on Wednesday over a second sexual assault charge alleged to have happened in September last year. Hayne will stand trial for a charge of sexual intercourse without consent following a previous charge of aggravated sexual assault inflicting actual bodily harm to which he's pleaded not guilty. The matter was adjourned until next Wednesday, July 3rd. The Minister for Sport confirmed on Thursday the planning process has started for the promised basketball stadium at Hillsborough. John Sadoti said the facility will allow the region far more sporting opportunities, with the 2022 World Cup for Women posed as a potential event dependent on the stadium's completion date. Newcastle Basketball General Manager Neil Gofford said the future of sport, especially basketball, looks bright in the Hunter. The announcement was from the Minister for Sport, John Sadoti, guaranteeing that there will be $25 million set aside for the building of our new stadium at Hillsborough which is the first confirmation we've had I guess since it was in the state budget last week but uh, fantastic news and we're very excited to get started.
While in the Hunter, the Minister for Sport also spoke on the uncertain future of Myuna Bay Sports and Recreation Centre. He said his department is still waiting on a report from the Dam Safety Committee, which will determine whether the facility can be reopened. The review of Origin Energy's engineering report is expected to take another six to ten weeks to complete before a decision can be made. John Sedoti said he wants to make sure all the facts are available and he'll deal with them when they come through. So we're still waiting. It happened before my time, but as a result of the decision, it's obviously a very sensitive one for the Lake Macquarie area in particular and beyond because so many people were using that facility from outside the area. And on Friday, Port Stephens Great Lakes Marine Park was brought back into the spotlight with local fishers calling for the state government to commence their marine park review. A public campaign resulted in multiple election promises to undertake the process, but no action has been taken since the Berejiklian government's re-election in March. President of the New South Wales Recreational Fishing Alliance, Stan Constantaris, said locals just want clarity on the issue. We just want an outcome. It's just been a really great area, extremely ambiguous. There's a lot of promises around elections. Um, We had the Sydney Marine Park plan pulled by our previous Minister, Niall Blair. So, look, we just want, you know, we just want to move forward in this and get some certainty on, um, on some outcomes.